Welcome to Digest and Invest, the podcast from eToro that brings you the top financial stories and discusses their effects on the markets. This podcast is for educational purposes and should not be taken as investment advice. Make sure you understand the risks involved in trading before committing any capital and never risk more than you're prepared to lose. Past performance is not an indication of future results. And now onto the podcast. Hello everyone, I'm Sam North, the trading school lead here in the UK, and I'm joined again by our market analyst out in Australia, Josh Gilbert. Thanks for joining, Josh. Yeah, hi Sam, great to be back again. Good to have you on as always. I think we can safely say we are we are pretty happy with the first England result of the Euros. How has your, your week been so far? What have you been up to since we last spoke? Yeah, yeah, very happy with that England result. Um yeah, overall, we played very well. Um, you know, we both do love the football and it's an exciting time for us at the moment, keeping me entertained with all these games. Um, but yeah, no, other than that, um, not a lot from my side. It was a bank holiday here on Monday, so enjoyed a bit of sun here in Australia. But, uh, but yeah, nothing too much to report. How about yourself? Even in the colder weathers, you get some sun. I'm pretty jealous of that. Um, yeah. But yeah, we've had sun for, for a while, although apparently the, the rain is coming. Today's going to be the hottest day of the year followed nice. by floods for the next couple of days so uh, <laughs> it's England all over <laughs> England all over yeah but uh yeah Friday actually I, I was recording um some TikTok videos that's uh, so keep an eye out for those uh, on the Toro channel uh, that was an interesting day to say the least um, but other than that yeah Euros has consumed my life um but uh, on to more serious, well, maybe serious matters. Um, what's uh, what's on the agenda today for for our listeners? Yeah, look, another interesting week in the in the markets. Seem to say that every week at the moment. Um, S and P and Nasdaq are both at all time highs. So, be great to give um, some insights on what we think there for the listeners. You know what's going to happen next. Um, travel stocks are a good area to cover as well as we're seeing sort of vaccines continue to be rolled out and restrictions you know easing off as well i know you guys have just uh been delayed slightly there but it'll be good to touch on that and maybe how to play the the travel sector moving forward um and of course yeah give a give a sort of general roundup of crypto as usual with uh, bitcoin heading back to that sort of 40k mark once again so it'll be good to have a quick sort of roundup there lovely good subjects looking forward to it um people who who know me well who follow me on on Twitter will will probably be sick to death of of how much of an equity pool I am. Uh, But it's good to see both the S&P and the Nasdaq at all-time highs, like you said. And I was doing some research for an upcoming presentation that I'm doing, and uh, I was just reading a report from Credit Suisse, and they were saying in the last 100 years, the S&P is up 77% of those years, which I thought was incredible. Uh, so only 23 negative years in the last 100. And it's looking likely at the moment what we now, you know, almost completed six months of the year. It's looking likely that we're going to have yet another positive one. So what are your your thoughts then on the recent move to the all-time highs and what is next in your opinion? Yeah, um, some nice numbers there. Interesting, you know, that it has, you know, it climbed that much and we've had that many positive years. You can see why, you know, so many investors sort of move towards just a traditional ETF S&P, you know, rather than, you know, a bank account or even just traditional stocks with, with that sort of return. But look, it certainly looks like we're, um, you know, we're, we're sort of continuing on a, on a bullish trend and as saying goes, 
there is no nothing more bullish than a record high um you know and, and we we've sort of pulled back a little bit from the highs that we had last night uh the nasdaq was down about 100 points and the s&p down about eight points as well that sort of came on the back of a sort of a, a lower retail spending number than than expected um look we've obviously spoken a lot recently about the inflation picture the higher than expected data last week didn't actually have an effect on the market, which was a bit of a surprise, actually. Um, another surprise was that the bond yields actually also came off, dropped around two basis points to 1.48%. So, you know, if we dust off the old textbooks and read what we know, that shouldn't have, have really happened. But um, I think now investors are probably a little bit more convinced that the Fed will sort of stay firm, stay dovish on its current stance. So, we do have a policy meeting this week as well, which will which will be a key one to watch to to see, um, you know, see, see how the Fed talk to see their stance if it continues to be the same. But we can expect that the rates will rise, though. Um, I you know do expect that bond yields won't stay at this sort of level. Um, you know, I think it's just going to be temporary. We, we can expect rate, you know sort of those bond yields to to go higher. But for the next six months, as you say, being an equity bull, Sam might be might be positive. I think equities will continue to be the focus. Um, you know, especially if rates do stay low, which will continue to push up the two indexes, you know, especially the uh, NASDAQ and the S&P. Uh, look, I think investors, as I say, should you know be cautious not to get up and jump straight back into growth too quickly. We've obviously seen some recent gains, you know, a bit of bullish there uh, from, from the NASDAQ. But, you know, as I say, these low yields probably, probably won't last and we could see that turn around. And I think that's when cyclicals will come back in focus again because we seem to have rotated back again to growth for the short term but yeah um i'm not i don't think it's a dead cat bounce but i would be certainly wary at the moment of of jumping back into growth too quickly so yeah no good points good points and i was on the 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 market watch webinar that we do yesterday so tuesday 1 p.m uk time for the listeners that want to join we were talking about equities and how they just look quite good at the moment a few of them are either like the S&P and NASDAQ on all-time highs or above key resistance levels. I know the FTSE uh, was was trading uh, at a February 2020 level, so it's almost back to the scene of the crime uh, of the, the pandemic for the FTSE. But yeah, it looks good for equities. Of course, it's it's not one to say, you know, it's just going to keep going and going and going, but technically, it, at least, it, it does look look pretty good. Um, next up on our agenda today is, is travel stocks. And before we... We crack on. I have some facts for our listeners because I listen. I, I love a fact, uh, and I was doing some research uh, ahead of it and uh, of this section. Nine point two five trillion dollars is the total contribution of travel and tourism to the global economy. One point four six billion is the number of international tourist arrivals worldwide, and there is two point three seven trillion dollars worth of leisure travel spent a year. It's a massive market. How do you see things planning out? And do you, well, yeah, do you have any special facts for me? I'm sure you do. Yeah. Yeah. Look, obviously, you know, that that travel play is is a difficult one, I think, really to navigate at the moment, um, especially with, you know, the unknown, especially even jumping on, you know, last year, the, the that unknown was just so difficult to play because we weren't really sure where we were going to go. I think we maybe have a, a slightly clearer path now, but the, the time frame is is obviously hard. The covid element has obviously decimated that industry um a uh, little stat for you there sam but global tourism activity fell about 49 percent last year which is obviously huge numbers 
But as I say, we're in that sort of recovery phase now. More than 2 million uh, people passed through the US airport security checkpoints on Friday. That's the first time that this has hit that figure since March 2020. So, you know, we're really seeing that recovery get back to, to where it should be. And actually, the average sort of number that we would tend to see on a, on a general weekend in the US was anywhere from two to two and a half million. So, yes, OK, maybe there's a you know pent up demand for travel and, you know, that number may not be sustained in the short term. But, you know, getting back to those sort of numbers is certainly positive for airliners, which have, you know, unfortunately lost a lot of cash over the last uh, sort of year or so. But Look, spending in, in other sectors is also improving as well. We've seen car rental um, spending up 390% year over year and in hotels up 340% year over year. You can probably see that reflected in things like Expedia. Um, they had some really positive earnings uh, come out in Q1. So it'll be interesting to see the sort of the reopening again and, and those stocks that are going to really fare well from that. And as I say, you know, I mentioned it then, but there's certainly that pent up demand for travel right now. We're obviously seeing it here, particularly in Australia, where lots of domestic travel is happening. People are super keen to get back out and travel. I think, as I say, lots of domestic travel happening, and that's going to happen in obviously the US as well with those numbers that we've seen. And as I say, with that reopening of the economy, at least certainly be, um, you know, a winner, especially for, you know, airliners. Um, and I think, you know, that's going to, as I say, it's a difficult one to sort of try and navigate, um, you know, through airliners, really. And most of them have sort of really recovered 100 plus percent from from their lows. So, you know, I'm not sure there's any real bargains within the, the industry right now. Again, if you look back maybe a year ago, that they, they, you'd say, OK, some bargains, you know, Delta Airlines, you know, under $10 and, you know, United Airlines under sort of $15. That's a bargain. But now they're sort of trading much higher than, than where they are. So I think maybe a, it's a bit of a difficult one. It's a short term and a long term play in the same sense, because I think we might see a bit of a bounce in the short term from the airliners. But really, to, to get the growth back again, it's going to take you know many, many years, I think. So medium term play may not be the one but maybe in the next six months might be a nice play and again longer term as well and i think we can expect international travel to come back in in a big way for the next few year, years but again not sure we're going to see levels that we have in previous times until maybe 2024 so that's why i'm saying it, it could be a longer term play really for airliners to get back to where they need to be um or get back to you know even a sense of normality I think, again, names such as Airbnb, Expedia, TripAdvisor, Booking Holdings uh, are names that can offer that exposure to this reopening of the economy in that shorter term, but also have a great longer term outlook, um, you know, especially something like Airbnb. For me, it's a, it's a great stock um, that has you know huge potential moving forward. And obviously, as we say, the, the UK isn't too far off being open again, um, as well as obviously Europe doing pretty well with getting things open. Uh, the US vaccine rollout is strong and, and here in Oz, we're doing pretty well. So there's quite a lot of positivity there. Of course, that can come crashing down at, at any point. So obviously there's there's a need to be cautious there. Um, but definitely there's there's exposure to be had. And even with things like the Toro uh, copy portfolio, something like travel kit that can give that generalized exposure to the industry as well. Uh, it's definitely an industry, you know, that can uh, that investors can use um, to gain exposure to the re reopening of these economies. No, definitely, definitely, and, and those names I'll be having a little look at to see how they're how they're trading. Um, and if you know the general stock market is is going to continue to push higher, then obviously that suits you know stock picking in a more favourable sense. And yeah, like you said, 
last year you know some of these stocks were on the back half of the year they they pushed 100 off their lows which is incredible that was the opportunity of course long long term to get in but yeah now it's got to be one way you're just a bit more careful but yeah certainly the key industry i think to keep an eye on as we get closer to uh, that reopening and and it's great to see you know the us getting back to march 2020 uh, numbers and hopefully they can yeah get back to their normality soon uk has mentioned delayed again boris hasn't gone down too well um over here but <laughs> that's probably not the most surprising headline people have heard in the last year um okay super next up uh as usual we we do our, our crypto roundup so you mentioned bitcoin at, at 40k so i imagine that's caught your uh, attention but yeah and that and uh anything else yeah well obviously look as we say the crypto prices uh the, the king crypto king as we should call it uh back above 40k as well um yeah nice run there uh drivers such as obviously the el salvador um sort of accepting it as legal tender which we discussed last week and our main man elon's back on the tweets again so he's obviously helped out i think his uh tweet was saying that again he was just selling it to prove the liquidity and uh, you know, Tesla will accept Bitcoin again in the future should it meet the sort of energy levels that, that he uh, is expecting. I think we're definitely moving there um, in terms of energy consumption, uh, for sure, with mining Bitcoin. So it'll be interesting to see how we can uh, affect that side of it. Uh, obviously, looking at Bitcoin, I think the question now is, you know, have we seen that bottom? Uh, there seems to be quite a bit of positive positive sentiment back in the market again, which is is stabilizing the asset for the run that we've had recently i guess the next week will be interesting to see if we can break out past say 41 42000 um and then hold above those levels you know we might hit a bit of resistance i think last night we hit a bit of resistance at 41000 um sort of rejected that level but yeah um certainly interesting to see if we can sort of stay above that you know for me i maybe still think the bears are slightly in control uh, i still think that we might pull back again maybe test again some more levels around 35 36 000 before moving through those levels but it'll be interesting again we might get some news over the next week uh which which may change that sort of outlook and may change the technical side but again we do have um another interesting week for bitcoin it's the the first bitcoin upgrade in four years which has actually just been approved by miners around the world so the upgrade is called Taproot, um, and it's due to take effect not until November. But when it does, it will basically mean that there's greater transaction privacy and efficiency. Uh, and crucially, it will unlock the potential for, for smart contracts. So giving Bitcoin um, some more use cases there moving forward. So again, that positive sentiment seems to be back. Um, and something else sort of catching my eye again is this, this NFT space um it has been around for a while and we i think we have touched on it previously in the past but it's still gaining a lot of interest um i thought it may be something that that might be maybe a bit of a fad that may have sort of slightly you know died off but it's stuck around and um we're seeing you know a lot of interest around it which is most of this is, is actually on the ethereum blockchain you know everything from memes and videos and i think uh, she saw footballers are producing their own nfts that they're being sold now yeah absolutely um but yeah look anything anything you know is being made into an nft right now artwork 
we know has sold for millions of dollars. Um, actually, Fox News as well and the Fox Broadcasting Network actually said uh, yesterday, I think, that it, they're going to be launching a new fund for digital creators and seeding it with $100 million. So there's, that's positive news for Ethereum um, after that sort of come off its record highs. You know, as, as many transactions going through that blockchain will only be positive for for Ethereum there as well. So yeah, as I say, maybe the the bears are still slightly in control of Bitcoin, but uh, I think we may see a bit of a shift in sentiment back in crypto uh, over the next couple of weeks. So yeah, I think the the swing might change and positivity might kick in again. So yeah, I mean, listening to that, it, it does sound quite positive. I'm you know certainly. I would put myself in the category of a longer term crypto bull and I know you are as well. And, and Very, yeah, yeah. That, that's, uh, that sounds like a, a good wrap up for our listeners compared to, you know, the last few where we, we maybe been on the side where we've been talking about little corrections, but yeah, I completely agree. I think 42,000 is massive for the Bitcoin. And if it can get over that, then yeah, I know 46 is key, but yeah, some, some key levels in the mix good sentiment you know you break those technical levels as well and uh, yeah it looks uh looks even better but uh yeah thanks for for the overview as usual travel stocks crypto and um, we also touched upon uh equities as, as well with their all-time highs the fed uh meeting later on so that's something to keep an eye on for, for those that are listening today on wednesday for those on thursday i'm sure you'll be able to uh to catch up and have a look at the market to see how things have reacted there uh, we've got our usual uh, webcast webinar that we do on Tuesday. So feel free to join. And we've got the eToro Trading School course coming up. Is it next week? Yeah, next week, Wednesday, the 23rd, 24th, and 25th. So please feel free to head over to our eToro Trading School to find out more. Me and Josh will be back next week. Looking forward to that. Thanks a lot for joining, Josh. No, thanks, guys. Have a great rest of your week. And uh, thanks for having me again, Sam. Take care, guys. Have a great week. You've been listening to Digest and Invest by eToro. For more information, visit eToro.com.